The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome. This is WISN's Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, founder of the Kowal Investment Group. How are you, Jeff? I'm great, Paul. Good morning. And our good friend, Carol Richson from the Social Security Administration. But aren't you retired now? I am. Retired, What's your official re- title? Retired Public Affairs Specialist. How appropriate that you're on the Retirement Clinic. It is. <laughs> and you still I, keep up to date with all this stuff. I do. Just, just for this show. <laughs> well, we've got a lot to talk about. As always, Jeff, changes. You've got questions from that came into your office. Right. By the way, if we have questions and we want to reach out, thekowalway.com is a good resource. That's Absolutely. your website. Or we can call your office anytime with questions. And throughout the show, we'll give out that phone number. And Jeff, you and your staff, of course, Monday through Friday with those awesome market updates That's during right. the Mark Belling Show. That's right. 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks. We give you one minute on what's going on in the market that particular day. What's causing the market to go up or down? Is it inflation? Is it a busted bank? Or what's causing the market to go up or down? Uh, we'll wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, tech-heavy NASDAQ, and we'll also say a so what. Well, how does that apply to you in your mm-hmm. life? So that's Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news block on the Mark Belling Show. I like that so what part. All of the stuff you can mention, facts and stats and numbers, how does it affect me? That's so right. what? How does it impact my life? Well, it does if you've been – you know, I think, Jeff, and we'll talk to Carol here in just a second. I've been taking your advice over the years, not checking the 401k plan every day. That's a mistake. Well, I think it is. You could – Peek at it every once in a while. Oh, I peek but, at yeah, it. That's good. Yeah, but you can be obsessed because you can get whipsawed by it too with the big uh, swings in the market with interest rates going up, the Fed raising rates likely to continue. Those are types of things that affect the market downward uh, a lot of times, but also positive as to when they're going to stop and uh, also other positive things in the market going forward. So, yeah, don't look at it every day. It's and, painful. And I know this is almost uh, – it's, it's overstated that it's a very volatile market. Jeff, it is volatile. One day it's up three, 400 points. The next day it's down. So it's all in perspective and it's the big picture. What, today's show focusing on Social Security. Today is April 1st. It's April Fool's Day. This is no joke, Carol. <laughs> April is Social Security Month. It is. And, you know, it's kind of a month they dedicated to have people focus on getting yourself educated on Social Security. Because, you know, we've talked a lot about people that take their benefits too soon, or there's a lot of misunderstanding on social social security benefits, what you're eligible, you know, what a widow can get, what a divorced spouse can get, uh, when you should first take your social security. So I think there's a lot of misinformation, um, a lot of people that are confused. And I would say, you know, check out the website, www.socialsecurity.gov. And that website gets better all the time. I looked at it last night, and I just think it's easier to find your way around. There's history pages. You know, there's the top baby names. There's a whole section on retirement, whole section on survivors. 
uh, top baby names of the year. Yes, they do really? that. Every, they do that every year. And why would the Social Security Administration care about what the best? I, you know, I think just it's, interested in the site. Get you I think it's site. a fun thing that we've done for years and years, and you know, with with us. Uh, having people file for their child's social security number at birth, yeah. they're able to keep track of those names. And so it's it's just always been kind of a Should fun... Should our babies have social security numbers? Absolutely. Because for one, if they're over a year old, you can't claim them on your taxes if you don't have that number. And when you're in the hospital... Obviously, they've got all the information on when that child was born. You can fill out the paperwork. It gets sent in. And then within a couple of weeks, you get a Social Security card so you don't have to make a trip to the office. You don't have to you know, bring the birth certificate in. It just makes it simple. There's no reason not to. As a grandparent, we're also making contributions to 529 Correct. Plans, and they ask for a social, yes. social Security number of the kids. So. You know, they, they need that number a lot. Uh, younger now for various reasons and you know and there was a lot of fraud with IRS and so now it's like you have to have a number if you want to claim that child and I wish I had a couple kids to claim so <laughs> it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a good thing to do Carol uh, that website again is www.socialsecurity.gov I can't stress the .gov enough because yes. that's the official legit site you don't want to go to you know if you just google social security you're going to get all kinds of stuff coming up and you can't guarantee that that's accurate right. you know i've seen a lot of misinformation i was telling jeff i just saw something a woman did a, a video on facebook and supposedly as a medicare expert and gave totally wrong information you know you can get your full benefits at 62 that's not true. You can't. On yeah. Facebook. No. And, yes. On Facebook. And, and she said, oh, you can get half of your spouses at 62. Not true. So I, of course, had to comment. <laughs> well, you, as you should, but also I think when you get your information nowadays in the age of social media right. and just the internet in general, always know the source and make yes. sure it's a reliable source. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it, and, and Social Security does have a Facebook page and they put out information pretty often. I mean, I would say... Um, almost weekly, there's some kind of a thing, and they've they've got a uh, there's a big push now. They call it Slam the Scam. You can go on socialsecurity.gov and fill out a form if you've had somebody try to scam you. So if you're getting these phone calls, um, I'm noticing I'm getting tons of email, and it's not even my email address. And so I'm you know I'm not that computer savvy, but I don't quite get how that stuff gets to me. But you really gotta like watch those websites, and if they're not, uh, you know, socialsecurity.gov, or if there's lots of goofy symbols or just things that don't look right. And Social Security doesn't email you unless you've got you know if I'm talking to you about a problem and we're going back and forth, but it would be something you initiated. That's right. You yeah. know, it's never, they're never going to do that. And there that. are so many scams going on. There. Oh, my, it's horrible. Yeah, my brother just got a, a call about some, somebody, wants, his grandson needed $10,000. Oh, the and jail thing? Y- yes. Yeah. To get him out of jail. And that's when you that's go, I don't have a grandson. Yeah. <laughs> some of those are so obvious. I almost feel like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. But you just have to be really careful because seniors do fall for that stuff. Oh, yeah. You got to be careful. They uh, yes, they prey on senior citizens. Yes. Yeah. But my phone has been because lately. You, but you love your kids. You love your grandkids. You want to help. And 
They yeah. know that. I think you go into panic mode right away too. Well, you know, and, and and it's if they throw hundred calls out and one bites on it. Yep, you got this, some money. They got some money. Well, let's talk about Social Security and money. Okay. Why don't we talk about the latest benefits and what's? No, it's not necessarily new for twenty twenty three anymore. But what's up in twenty twenty three? Okay, uh, you know twenty twenty three was kind of a good year for Social Security. Cost of living was eight point seven. I mean, we haven't seen a, a cost of living that high in quite a while. And then the other thing that, you know, was kind of the the cherry on the ice cream sundae was the fact that the Medicare premiums didn't go up. Why is that? I know why. I don't know. <laughs> there was an well, Alzheimer's drug. Weren't they charging an extra premium because they thought oh, that, this I didn't ex- hear that. That, the, I, I, that the Alzheimer's drug was going to be uh, take over and it actually didn't get either didn't get approved or something, so they overcharged for premium. So that's what. Okay. Oh, so so now they're. Now, I hope I'm not mistaken because yeah. if you didn't know, that scares me. <laughs> hey, we'll have to Google it on break. Yes, yeah, it, it'll get, be right. Get the on. truth, then. yeah. Maybe maybe we'll go to Facebook and search that. Oh, no, no, we go can't to do that. Facetime and get it. I, you know, I just think it's nice though because I mean, for so many people, the you lower get, premiums or the level premiums. Right, you get the cola, and then you know. The Medicare premium goes up, and then you don't see so much. And and the the, the colas have been like you know two percent, one percent. So to get eight point seven, I think people are at least noticed a you know a difference. I'm sure they would like more, but just not having your Medicare premiums go up is cola is, cost of living, cost of living increase. Yeah, all these acronyms. I I've just got to you know. I, it's you not know, just Jeff's industry. IRA and and they yes. my gosh the Secure Act right how right. long does that go on uh, Secure right. Act 2.0 we've got to talk about these acronyms so people know what they're talking about so this is good we're off to a good start you're saying 2023 it is, it is. you know I mean it it was it was I think I'm gonna say it was a positive and I I would say. Uh, most people would agree with that. And if they don't, I'm not real sure why. Because what's bad about getting more money and then not having to pay more for your Medicare? You know, so it's, it's uh, like I said, I'm sure people would like more, but it's uh, better than it's been in the past. So um, the maximum taxable earnings went up from 147000 to 160. Uh, thousand two hundred. Okay, why don't you explain what that is? And what that is is when you, uh, you know, when you're working and you're paying your FICA taxes, when you get to one hundred sixty thousand two hundred, if you make that much, then they stop taking FICA benefits out of your uh, FICA tax out of your check. So for some people, that gives them a little bit of a, a raise, and that amount goes up every year. And you know, obviously. They're looking at getting more money into the system because there's solvency issues. And uh, so that one was a little bit of a hike. Um, so a, a quarter of coverage went up from 1510 to 1640, and that's 1640 So once you've earned $1,640, you get one quarter of coverage or one credit. You can get up to four credits a year. And uh, once you make your ones, you know your one thousand six hundred and forty times four, you've got your four credits for the year, and you know you have to have X number of credits in order to retire. You have to have forty credits in order to retire. So it's important, even if you're a few credits short, go out and get a little part-time job, and then you know make a make a couple extra bucks. It's not hard to earn sixteen hundred bucks nowadays. So, uh, let's see. In what period of time? For the whole year. I mean, you have sixteen hundred. No, it's for, is that for a quarter for one credit? 
It's well. It's it, uh, you get a credit for earning that much. You get yeah. one credit for earning that much. The most you can earn in credits is four in a year. But okay. you've got the whole year to do that. Yeah, that's not that much money. I mean, it's not no, that it hard really to obtain so that with a part time job. Five thousand dollars in the last quarter right. of the year that counts as four quarters. Exactly. Okay. And it used to be that you had to make the sixteen forty from January to March. Right. And right. Then April to June. Well, now it's like you can do it all in January. You've got your four credits and you're good to go. So that made it a lot easier, I think, for everybody all the so way. So far twenty twenty three sounding pretty good. It's not too not too bad. I mean I wish, you know, interest rates were a little uh, on my savings and stuff. Well there's little, other things we can yes. Right. <laughs> but with regard to social security. Right. There, there are some positives this year. We're talking with Carol Ritson from the Social Security Administration. And uh, Jeff Kowal, obviously, is here as well. That website is socialsecurity.gov. Jeff, you at the Kowal Investment Group deal with your clients when Social Security comes up in a lot of the conversations. It's an important part of Social Security. A lot of times they wonder if it's going to be there. It will be there. Carol always reassures us of that. It may be a different form. And I wanted to address that later on if we could because they talked about one of the ways to – uh, extend Social Security. You mentioned that the, the limit on earnings is one hundred sixty thousand dollars, and they say, well, it shouldn't be. That one way, way to do it is to uh, um, increase Social Security retirement age, and then have those people pay more. But actually, increasing the they say increases Social Security retirement age doesn't help the poor people because poor people don't live longer. Right. Why don't you expand on that? Well, you know, I I guess to... I I didn't mean to... That that sounded a little crude. Statistically, uh, people with more money tend to take care of themselves better. They watch your diet better. And statistically, and people with less... Well, and access to probably better better medical care. Yes. I think we know what you meant, Jeff. It maybe sounded crude, but it's. I think it's factual. Okay, it is. Yeah. Well, and I I mean, I look at my husband who was in the construction trades his entire life and, you know, uh, okay, we're going to raise the retirement age to 75 and I'm throwing stuff out here. Is he still going to be running up and down ladders at 75? I mean, come on. Uh, no. You know, some people, and, and I mean, I, I uh, when I was working, we had a doctor that made medical decisions for disability claims. He was 87 years old and still working, but he loved what he did. He could sit at the desk. He could type his stuff into his computer. It wasn't crushing on his body. So, you know, it's not always realistic to think some people can work right. uh, forever and ever and ever. It just and you know, and there's people that love it, and then there's people that have medical issues and they kind of. They keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing, and it's like, whew, I'm, 90, I'm 62 now. I can finally retire and have some income coming in, and I don't have to worry about these back problems and all this other stuff. So, you know, and, and, it, and it might be a situation where you're not quite bad enough to qualify for disability, but it's hard going to work every day. And especially, I think, if you've, you're somebody that's worked 30, 40 years, you, you want to have a little bit of a break, and I think everybody wants to have a little downtime before they pass away if, life. That, if that's not and to enjoy it. life maybe grandkids exactly. but it's case by case everybody it, it is. is different like Everybody's that doctor's different. in his 80s you said yep right i'm not going to state jeff's age of course but jeff loves what he does and you're still <laughs> working right yeah. hey carol we got a couple of questions come into the office three of them actually can we can we sure. address one of them now before the break um this says my wife has earned a social security benefit and since she is no longer employed, she is considering taking it prior to her full retirement age. 
I know that that reduces her benefit, but how will it affect her spousal benefit when I start taking my benefit at some date after my full retirement age? Okay. Anytime you take a reduced benefit, it's going to reduce any other benefits you're entitled to. So as a spouse, when she goes to take her spousal benefits, if she's entitled to some, it's, there's going to be a reduction on that. Because she's already grabbed some of the benefits. Right, on her early. Own. And, you know, I, I want to just kind of, Jeff and I talked about this before the show, um, you know, spousal benefits were like the rage when my mother was younger and maybe your mother's because, yeah. you know, a lot of moms stayed home and took care of their kids. And my mom did a little part-time here and there. But now there's so many women out in the workforce. I mean, you know, Jane worked, your wife works, yep. Paul. You know, I worked. Um, I will never qualify for a spouse's benefit just because of that. So not everybody's going to qualify for a spouse's benefit. And I think the thing to remember is if you're full retirement age, the most you can get is 50%. But if that 50% is less than what I get on my own, I'm not getting anything. And, you know, I used to tell women when I, I did a lot of presentations and I would tell them, women know how to work a hustle. They know how to work a dime. And they would, they always thought. I'm, I'm glad like, you're saying that, not us. No, I, I want to say it because I'm a hustler too. But She can say it. They, you know, women think I'm going to get my full retirement and then I'm going to get half of my husband's. It's not that good, ladies. I'm sorry. Uh, so as an example. Husband's benefit is three thousand dollars a month. Your benefit is two thousand. Fifty percent of his benefit is fifteen hundred. Right. You're not going to claim. Why it. would I want to take a loss? Right. You know. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that's something too for this person that asked this question. You know, that's something to think about too. Is she going to even get something on your record? And I mean, if she is, that's great. But I like to bring up the you know kind of play both sides of the fence, just so that people understand. So should she take the um, if she's no longer employed, should she consider taking it prior to her full retirement age? You know, what I always tell people on that, too, is what other income do you have coming in? You Great know, do you, have, do you have uh, money set in the bank, an IRA, whatever? Do you have a pension coming in? Can you afford to take that reduction and still have the quality of life that you want? And, you know, for all of us, our quality of life means something different. So, but if you're comfortable with that, the one thing I want to stress, because I heard this a million times, if not more, I'm taking it at 62 because I want to make sure I get some. That right. is the worst oh, reason. I've heard that too. Yes, it is the worst reason. Because what if I die when I'm 63? Right. Or 64? I want to you know, get that money. And Well, and the other thing too is then if you're going to be in a situation where you're leaving your wife a widow's benefit, you've just reduced her widow's benefit mm. by, you know, so it's like make an right. educated decision, which I'm going to assume, Jeff, in your business, that when you're talking to people, you're telling them, make an educated decision. And I know you tell them, don't say sell everything right now because the right. market is lousy you know right. you, you got it has improved though but it is yes. lousy yes <laughs> and i i kind of meant lousy in the in the sense of um, it goes up and down sure. and, and you know don't freak out and panic and sell everything and 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 i know people talk about doing that too and it's like that is not good money management and i'm kind of do you want to you know jeff we also hear don't time the market is is it the same with retirement I mean, you want to time the retirement, it's got to be right, but you don't want to miss time it. Does that make sense? You can. That's why we, the best way to p prevent that is to plan for it. 
If you plan for your retirement and you can look at different dates that you want to retire, you can look at the different Social Security benefits at the different ages. And what, again, what Carol mentioned is a successful retirement is defined differently by different people. And what's your lifestyle? What are you trying to accomplish in retirement? And that's what we do day in and day out at the Coal Investment Group. And, and be, um, we are addressing some of the things. Uh, at a, a seminar coming up, uh, if it is inflation busting or benefiting your retirement plan. So join us for a panel discussion on Thursday, April 27th, Thursday, April 27th at the Milwaukee Marriott West. Dan Needles is hosting it. Dan Needles. He's my re- old college buddy from Oshkosh. Is that right? And then we worked together at Channel 12. Well, he was TV. I was on the radio side. Right. And then he, at the end of his career, came over to write down our sister station, 97.3 The Game. He's got the Packers. And he's doing some radio work. And now I think he's... Is he all retired? He's all retired, and he's, he's with us, and he's hosting our, our workshop. <laughs> that's awesome. So, again, that's April 27th. He's a good guy. knows what he's doing. He and, really is. And, again, he's, we're going to have a panel discussion of experts, but we'll discuss the impact of inflation and the three actions you need to take to plan for a potential impacts of inflation on your financial life. It's a free event, but seats are limited, so don't wait. Sign up today at thekowalway.com. That's K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Or give our office a call at 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040, Thursday, April 27th, 530 to 7 p.m. Great event. Dan Neels is the host, and I'll be on there, Joe Still, and a couple others. It's at the Milwaukee Marriott West. No charge. Free. Right. And, no charge, uh, and it's free. And it's complimentary. That's right. We'll say nice things about you. That's right. That too. <laughs> so to sign up, again, thekowalway.com, Thursday, April 27th. And it's perfect for what the times we're in, right? It's an inflation That's seminar. Right. With yep. Carol Ritson. Go ahead, Carol. I just wanted to add on to that. Don't you think that's something that younger people should be attending? I mean, I think, you know, I do all these retirement seminars, and everybody in there was like 55 and older, and I would do things at different employers, and I'd see 25-year-olds, and I would tell them, I'm really impressed you're in here. And the one kid's telling me all this money he's got invested, and I said, you're going to be so happy when you retire. Yes. And I think as parents, we need to be harping, you know, you've got young daughters, and we need to be harping at them about the importance because they think, ah, you know, I got time for that. Well, all of a sudden you're 50. Every, but every year that goes by, let's say you get out of college, you're 22. Yes. You get your first job, they offer a 401k. You may just, I'll do that later because yeah, I, I want that money in my page. If you start right away. And if you, you know, if they match, my, I mean, my husband yeah. had an employee and he had a big talk with them and he's like, you out of your mind? They're matching. So this guy now has a home, a wife, a kid. And he said to my husband, I am so glad that you told me that and forced me to do that. And That's right. Because, you know, Brett wouldn't get off his back about it because he's like, it's free money. How when, you... when they match, that is yes. a that that is. And, and yeah. I mean, you know, get a financial planner, even if you're young. Get somebody yeah. to help you through this process. Well, that's one of the bl- things that can blindside a lot of people in retirement. They're not paying attention to the inflation part of it. Whether you're 25 or 55, you're not, a lot of people are not planning for the inflation part of it. Our advisors are uniquely qualified to work with people at $750,000 or more. But as you mentioned, this, this workshop's for everybody. Um, so again, it's April 27th, 5.37 p.m. Go online at thekowalway.com or call our office at 262-522-4040. Dan Needles is worth the price of admission alone. 
Well, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's a With funny way, guy. Yeah, good. And now he's retired. That's amazing. Hey, Jeff, you've got uh, your world headquarters, of course, in Waukesha for the Kowal Investment Group. In addition, up in Osaki County, a Port Washington location, Phoenix, Arizona, Racine, right off of the uh, freeway at Highway 20, and the latest edition in Heartland, thekowalway.com. For more information, later in the show, we will sneak in the wealth management and preservation segment. We've got more questions coming up for Carol Ritson. Social security questions, too. Again, socialsecurity.gov is a great resource. We'll be right back with WISN's Retirement Clinic. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owners' savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Last week, I outlined two of the critical items you will need to have ready to prepare your business for sale, your business plan and financial statements. This week, I'll continue with additional documents and information you have prepared for potential buyers. One of the first things a buyer will want to know is why the business is for sale. Sometimes it is as simple as the seller is ready to retire. And sometimes it is for another reason. Whatever the reason, be sure you're prepared to answer this question. Other documents you'll need to have for potential buyers include your business licenses and permits, organizational paperwork showing proof of registration and legal standing of your business, contracts and current agreements with your business has with customers, clients, or vendors, any leases your business may have for facilities, land, or equipment, employee contracts outlining the details of each employee's role, compensation, and benefits, the operating manual describing how your business runs, an inventory list of any equipment and other physical assets, and a copy of business insurance policies so buyers know your business is protected. While gathering all of this information can be time-consuming, having these items in place will make the entire sale process easier and therefore worth your while. If you need assistance preparing your business for sale, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thecowalway.com. The Retirement Clinic, back on WISN, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock each week with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. If you've got questions for them, we send you to their office. Please call 262 262- Five two two forty forty. With us today, our good friend Carol Ritson. You already covered a lot of stuff in the first segment. I did. Socialsecurity.gov. We've got more questions to get to. Also, some changes, Jeff, in twenty twenty three. That's right. Now, full retirement age is different, mostly between sixty six and sixty seven. Now, is full retirement age, but a lot of people do retire early. If they do retire early, they make income in addition to that. Is there a limit? There is. I mean, if you want to do some work, the uh, earnings limitation for this year is $21,240. So you're retired, you go on, You want to go get some part-time gig, you can make 21240 If you go over that, they will withhold a dollar for every two that you've gone over. What they really want is if you think you're going to make 25000 let them know that right away because they will take out money. You're actually required to let them know if you're going to go over it. They will take out money during this year so you don't end up with an overpayment at the end of the year. Nobody wants to be overpaid. It's easier to deal with now. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't mind being overpaid. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is you have to pay it back. Now, from yeah. Social Security, that's a different issue. And, that, yeah. and that's when, you know, but nobody one, likes that. A key thing is that you lose a, a, a dollar benefit is withheld for every $2. You don't lose it, though. 
you do not. So if you That's go over, thing. you know, say you go over by $1,000, they will take $500 out of one check. So you're not entitled to that $500 because you've gone over that limit. But, you know, it's not like anybody's taking anything away from you. That yeah, your benefits will still go up in the future. Exactly. And, so. and that's, you know, that's another, I'm going to quick throw something in here. Um, if you continue to work, I talked about the doctor that continued to work in my office. Once Social Security gets those wages from IRS, they automatically do a recomp on your benefits. So if, you know, if you're working even past 70, don't ever wait until past 70 to collect your benefits. But if you continue to work, they'll recomp that benefit every year. Along with you, cost of living. Exactly. And so if you, you know, if it's enough money, if it's higher than the high 35 they use to initially comp your benefit amount, then you will get an increase. So, you know, it's kind of a win-win if you want to do a little extra work work. And the year in which you retire? The year you, uh, the year that you're going to retire, the earnings limitation is is uh, much more generous. It's $56,520. So you've got, you know, quite a bit to work with there uh, if you want to work in the year that you're going to retire. So that so you could make $56,000 in the first three months of the year, retire right. in April and, and get a full check every okay, month. Perfect. You're not, you know, you're not penalized. In the first year that you apply for your benefits, you are not penalized for whatever you made before you became eligible for your benefits. Perfect. Let's go to another question okay. that came into my office. Uh, I am at full retirement age, but my wife is not and won't be for 10 years. Should I wait to start taking my Social Security benefits? You know, that's another question that, um, is she working? You know, is she going to get a benefit on her own record that's going to be high enough that she won't collect a spouse's benefit? Well, the second part of that question is, if I do start taking benefits now, will it negatively affect her spousal benefit. And I think you may have answered a little bit earlier. But. Yeah, it, it wouldn't, if she waits until full retirement age to collect that benefit, the spouse, you know, say she hasn't worked and she's going to collect a spouse's benefit and she's going to do it at full retirement age, she would still get a full half of whatever he's getting. So, you know, and that would include his cost of living increases. So she's 10 years younger. So could she start taking her benefit at 62, her own benefit at 62, and then switch over to her spousal benefit at full retirement age and get half a benefit. No, because anytime you take a benefit early, early. other benefits are... You know, I knew that answer. Are, I, I could tell by the smile on his face he was trying to trick he me. He asked it for the benefit of the listener. He did. Well, you know, the other thing that I want to throw out there is if you continue to work until 70 to get those delayed retirement credits, which are 8% a year. So that's, you know, if your full retirement age is 67 and you say, hey, I'm going to work till 70, or even if you don't work and just want to wait till 70 to collect, your benefit goes up 8% a year. That 8% does not uh, increase the spouse's benefit, but it does increase a widow's benefit. That's an important thing. You it is. Go through that if you would. Okay. If, you know, so uh, Jeff's going to work until 70. And, you know, Jane's never worked, and so she's going to collect half of Jeff's benefit. She would only collect half of what his full retirement was. And, you know, we know he's so young, it was probably 67 that his full retirement age was. So, uh, I'm, Put I'm, things in perspective. I was born in 66. <laughs> okay, so, so if he goes... It's like, 
These are hypotheticals, oh, Jeff. Up, <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I was due for that. We both got zinc. Okay, 67 to, to, to 70. So you, right. So, you, so the spouse would not get a, a half of benefit. If, if, you, if you take it at 69, she's, she, as a spouse, she, Jane would not get half of the 69 benefit. No. She would get half of the 67 Correct. benefit. However... With her good fortune, if I passed away, then she would get. She'll the be high, loaded. Then she'll be. Then she would get the half of the. Yes. No, that she would get the full benefit. Right. You get sixty nine, seventy, or beyond seventy for a widow or widower, because you know we've got. I mean, like my one of my doctors makes a lot more money than her husband. He's a teacher and kind of the stay at home dad and all that. So I mean, it spouses benefits can be either or. It's not just a female thing, but if uh, you know if. For a widow's benefit, if you took that benefit at full retirement age, now you're switching over to widows. As long as Jane is at least 67 years old, she can get 100% of whatever you're getting. And that would include the delayed retirement credits. Good, good explanation. So it's, you know, that's kind of a, a bonus thing too. And I mean... Some people say, oh, I want to, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm nervous about that. Basically, if you're healthy and if you think everything is good and... Is it a gamble? Absolutely. But if you feel like you want to take that gamble, it's Oh, yeah, there's no guarantees in life exactly. with anything we do. Exactly. And so. I mean, 8% is a good return uh, on the dollar. Yeah, yes, yes, it is. You're a font of knowledge, Carol. Thank you. I don't know how you keep these things straight. And again, socialsecurity.gov is the website to go to. Did we get to all the questions, Jeff? No, we had one more. If we have a little bit of time, let's, let's do that. Uh, this one is, I am 70 years old. Have been receiving a spousal benefit since I reached full retirement age. My husband was a f- was five years older than me and started taking his benefits at full retirement age. He recently passed away, and now I am concerned my benefits will decrease. No, benefits good like Quick that answer. would never decrease. And I'm sorry, you said she is full retirement age. Yes. Okay, so she kind of you know going back she to started my started taking it since she was f- full retirement. Okay, age. going back to my. Uh, previous little spiel she's a perfect example she's gonna get and because she's getting a spouse's benefit the funeral home sends information to the social security office you don't have to do anything she's gonna get that 255 dollar one-time payment to help with uh expenses for burial and then she's going to be automatically switched over that to me well, go finish your thought. Um, she'll automatically be flipped over to 100% of what her husband got. So she will get the higher, higher of the two. I didn't know the funeral home did that. It's, funeral still, home it's is been always, $255 since I was a kid. Do you know, wow. <laughs> I had, um, you know, I used to do a show on WNOV and somebody called and asked about that. And I, I honestly didn't know. They said, why 255 And you know, this was probably 15 years ago, but I did some research on it. When that benefit first came out, which I believe was around 1956, 255 was equal to six months of benefits for the average person, and that's why that amount was given. Why it's never gone up, I have no idea. Why it's never just been maybe they forgot get about rid it. of it. You know, I mean, to <laughs> me, it, it's it probably costs more to process that than it does yeah. to. Um, but, and you know, everybody complains about it, but it's like, well, if somebody's going to give me 250 bucks, That's I'll right. take it. I'm not, you know, I'm That's not that right. way. Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. Good questions too, Jeff. 262-522-4040. That's the number for the Kowal Investment Group, 262-522-4040 or the Kowalway.com. 
After the break, we've got something coming up, Jeff. We've got the wealth management and preservation. And there used to be a, a trick that you could use called file and suspend for Social Security. Uh, and you can't do that anymore. But Carol's got something that you can do, which is really interesting, especially if you want to increase your benefits. Is that coming up next? That's coming up in the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. Great tease. All right, stay tuned for that. The Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist. Saturday mornings at 10 each week with Jeff Kowal on WISN and our guest, Carol Richson, uh, talking Social Security today. We'll be right back. We are back on WISN, the retirement clinic, the Kowal Investment Group, your host, Jeff Kowal, of course, the founder, and his guest today, Carol Richson, talking Social Security. And that plays into the wealth management and preservation segment, Jeff. That's right. Uh, this show is for everybody. This segment is generally for those with a million dollars or more. A lot of people are, are thinking, well, I'll never have a million dollars. Well, if you have a house that's $500,000, if you have... A retirement plan is $500,000 or $600,000. You're already over a million dollars. If you have life insurance, a million dollars. You're at $2 million. If you own a business, you may be at $5 million, $10 million or more. Well, it's all your assets, right? That's right. All of your assets. They always talk about the millionaire next door. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. And believe me, when you pass away, the government's going to go after every penny that they're going to itemize every penny that you have, which is, you know, that's, again, that's just part of the way that things work. But, well, Carol, uh, we talked about... Uh, Suspended benefits. You were um, kind of gleeful when you were talking to me about this before the show. But can you believe they do this? So let's talk about this. Okay. You know, and as Jeff said, the file and suspend and all those little tricks that you used to be able to do, you know, those are gone. And I mean, they were kind of hustles and it was never what the benefits were intended for. But, um, you know, I talked earlier about people that took their benefits at 62 and and the people that would say, well, I'm going to take some before it's all gone. I want to make sure I get some, which again is a horrible reason to take your benefit at that amount. Uh, Maybe though you took your benefit at 62 because, you know, we went through periods of time where uh, the job market wasn't the best and maybe you lost your job and you, and I did, you know, we ran into people like that where they had no choice but to take their retirement because they had no income coming in. So if you took your retirement at 62 and you're sorry you did that, if you're full retirement age, you can suspend that benefit. So you're not going to get any more checks, but you can suspend it until you're 70, get that 8% increase per year, the delayed retirement credits. And then at 70, you know, this is genius too, because at, at 70, the benefit will automatically start up again. So it's not like you have to remember, oh, geez, I'm 70 and a half and I forgot to go sign up for my social security. The only thing that is important to to know with that is if you have a spouse or a child that's collecting benefits on that record, their benefits would be suspended too. So sometimes, you know, Paul, we talked about having kids older in life nowadays. So, you know, there's people on, on retirement that have minor kids living at home, or you might have a child that's disabled. And if you have a child that's getting disability off of your benefits, you know, and, and again, spouse's benefits, those would be suspended also. So, so it might be the millennial in the basement on the couch that, that hasn't moved out yet. As long as he's under 18. <laughs> oh, well, then it wouldn't count. Yeah, because they... Uh, yeah, that's Generation Z, the next right. generation. 
but it, you know something to think about if you know if you're if you're kind of lamenting and thinking boy i i wish there was a way that i could increase my benefit yeah you may not have wanted to tap into your retirement plans at 62 so those retirement plans grew to 65 or 67 for retirement at 67 you could start taking income from your retirement plans at 67. So how would, who would that apply to? That may be, you know, you don't have to take required minimum distributions until you're 73, but you may be taking income from that. A pension may have kicked in at, at 65 or 60, 65 generally. So that may be a reason why you could right. afford to suspend it at that time. Let it grow to age 70 and it starts again at age 70. That's pretty yeah. good. Or, you know, you might even be back at some kind of a job that, uh, uh, that came along and you know we would we would run into people in that situation too and that you know that's just why i mean like right now there's 70 million people getting social security benefits 52 million of those are getting retirement benefits wait in the country there's 70 million million so, and the country has about 350 million citizens right there's 330 i think 330 okay you know i mean there's people getting disability retirement mm -hmm. or not uh, well yeah retirement survivor about right survivor benefits so but you know if you think about the fact that 52 million people get retirement benefits it's a lot of money going out every year and it's a lot of different situations you know to me retirement is just not cookie cutter right it's, everybody's got their own you know you might have the minor kids you might have enough other income that you can wait till 70 the whole blended families yes now. i mean let's face yes. it be honest the divorce rate is well over 50 percent absolutely in the country so you get a lot of just a lot of everything and jeff have you ever had a client of yours retire and then go back to work but not because they needed the money just they retired and they just for whatever reason, we're too a, bored. A number of them. And if most of the time it was because they wanted to, not because they had that, to. That That's would, right. That would be me. I'm one of Jeff's clients, and I went back to work. Yeah. You went back to work, not because he had to. <laughs> no, because I like keeping busy, and honestly, it gives me mad money. I'm taking my grandkids and my family on a cruise. so it's Good for you. It all goes into savings, and then it's like, Whatever I want to do. But you're keeping busy. You, I you've am. got something to do. And, and I it's, the job I do is physical, and so I like that. I'm not kind of sitting around all day and, and uh, yeah. As opposed to when you were at the Social Security Administration, sleeping at your desk. Yes, and... yes, with my feet up. and. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> getting hey, how, what do you think of uh, Bernie uh, Sanders proposal to give $2,400 extra in social security checks uh, let's see the co-sponsors are Elizabeth Warren uh, Jan Chikowski of Illinois uh, Van Hoyle did you hear about this they that's quite a list so far I didn't yeah the, the latest draft it just came out uh, provides a way forward for a severely underfunded program they said all without raising taxes by one penny on over 93% of American households that make $250,000 or less. So all they're saying is that the legislation that uh, we're introducing will expand Social Security benefits by $2,400 a year, will extend the solvency of Social Security for the next 75 years, then making sure that the wealthiest people in our society pay their fair share into the system. Bernie's one of them. Yep. How many right, homes yeah. does he have? Right. Three or four? I, th I, I thought he went away. They say right now... Uh, a, a Wall Street CEO making thirty million pays the same amount into Social Security as someone who makes one hundred sixty thousand dollars a year. Our bill puts an end to that absurdity, which allows to protect Social Security for generations to come. What's the problem with that? With t with having it go above one hundred sixty thousand dollars? 
you'd have to change the computation then too. You right. know what I mean? It, it's it's because like if they're if, putting more money in, they're entitled they're, to a bigger they're benefit. They're going to want to get more of course more out of it, and so the computation would have to be changed. And but uh, Bernie's a socialist, and this is what socialism is all about. I, I don't. Sometimes I don't think they think the whole thing through. Right. Uh, you know what all the different ramifications are. Thanks for reminding us, Bernie's still around, Jeff. He is still around. <laughs> I did not. He may that. not be any more relevant than he was before, but he's I, still around. I would agree, hundred percent. Hey, we got more coming up. We've got a break. We'll come back with Carol Richson from the Social Security Administration. Again, I can't stress enough the website that Carol gives out throughout the show: socialsecurity.gov. Socialsecurity.gov. Jeff's website: thekowalway.com. And this is WISN. We'll be right back. Wrapping up today's retirement clinic, Jeff Kowal. We want to thank Carol Ritson, of course. A lot of good Social Security info today. That's right. Uh, but in addition to that, we have an upcoming seminar. Is inflation busting or benefiting your retirement plan? Join us for a panel discussion on Thursday, April 27th from 530 to 7 p.m. That's Thursday, April 27th. Milwaukee Marriott West, hosted by Dan Needles, your buddy, will discuss the impacts of inflation, the three actions needed that you need to take to plan for the potential impacts of inflation on your financial life. A free event. Seats are limited. Don't wait. Sign up today at thekowalway.com or call our office at 262-522-4040 to reserve your spot. That's uh, Thursday, April 27th, 5 to 5.30-7 p.m., thekowalway.com or 262-522-4040. And Dan Needles is retired. I'm on Facebook. I see him golfing all the time. So yeah. I think he's traveling and he's enjoying his retirement. Oh, good. So he'll be hosting that Well, he'll be working one night for us. Well, yeah. So. yeah he's got to keep busy. And Carol, your final thoughts? Uh, I would say go to www.socialsecurity.gov. Sign up for that My Social Security account because you can check your benefits, you can change your address, get a benefit statement if you need one, all kinds of stuff. They used to mail those. They don't they anymore. They don't, and they, you know, go online and get it. And the other thing yeah. I just want to plug that I always do, the scams, just be careful. When these people are calling, asking for your stuff, now they're sending emails, delete it, don't question it, don't, don't uh, agonize. Oh, is this legit or not? It's not. Just it's hang not. up. It's not. Just hang up. Yes. Exactly. I mean, you yeah, know, they're you, invading your phone. You don't have to be nice to people that are trying to rob you. And that's, you know, yeah. I really, I think that's as a great point. We've all been taught to be polite and kind and all that. You don't have to be polite to somebody that's pretty much got a gun to your head. So I cannot think of a better way to end the show with that. That is great Thank stuff. You. Carol, good show today. Thank, Thank you for you. your time. Thanks for having me again. SocialSecurity.gov, the Kowalway.gov in Port Washington, Waukesha. Kowalway.com. Did I say gov? Yes. <laughs> Kowalway.com. Oh, my goodness. The Kowalway.com. That I knew it. Just going, I'm talking too fast. All right. In Racine, Heartland, Waukesha, Port, and Phoenix, the Kowalway.com. Jeff, have a great. Uh, yeah, it's April 1st. We didn't do any April Fool's jokes. Good. That's as it should be. That's it Have a great be. day, They're Paul. All Have dorky. a great weekend. Thanks, guys. Back next <laughs> Saturday you. at 10 o'clock on WISN.